Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. What's your backstory? You've got a little bit of an eclectic background. Not all physical therapists have a similar background to you. I started my career in inpatient acute care. I did that for a little while. I got into outpatient for a little while. I did some sports medicine. Kind of had that what do I want to be when I grow up moment, (laughs) um, which many of us do. During that time, I decided to get my MBA. Finished that at night, and during those few years, decided maybe I don't want to be a physical therapist anymore. So I got out of of PT. I worked in hospital administration for two years, which I realized wasn't a good fit either. While I was at an alumni event, one of my colleagues and future boss said, have you ever thought about working in clinical education? And I haven't left since. So, yeah. so you say it wasn't a good fit, but it, even in, in something that isn't a good fit, probably still taught you some great lessons. I wouldn't be good at my current job if, it, if I hadn't done that. So I, I definitely know that there was value of what I got out of that two years. But, you know, as a lifelong thing, I couldn't have done it. Yeah. What are some of the things that you took from that to be good at, at your current role? And just so we're clear, so the audience sure. knows your current role is what? I'm the Senior Director of Clinical Education for Northeast University, so I oversee all the clinical education assignments, teach in a couple of classes as well. Let's do healthcare administration and working in the hospital. Sure. What did you learn from that that makes your job now, makes you better at it? So I would say learning how the, the whole revenue cycle and the whole hospital operations work. In my outpatient PT days, I saw a little of that about, okay, I submit a billing form and something happens right. and eventually somebody gets paid, but right. I, I don't know that I was really in the weeds with it. Uh, my job when I was working at the hospital was, where does that, what happens from there? So what happens when, and I was working for a surgery department, so surgeon works a shift, they're paid a certain amount, they have to generate a certain amount of revenue to pay for that shift, how does their productivity impact that? Uh, I learned a lot about process improvement skills and very detail-oriented groups, so I'd, I'd say if I didn't submit things that were 100% perfect, yeah. I got it. You're going to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, so I think I learned a lot more about being attention to detail, and, and if it's not excellent, then I shouldn't turn it in. Just making me think back to the keynote this morning, talking about how people see the same situation of the same customer in the keynote scenario, but the patient in a healthcare scenario, there's all these different stakeholders, and they're seeing things and have relationships mm-hmm. with a lot of different people in the process. I feel like that's something you that, that's something you're talking about there from a macro view. Absolutely, and I think, I think that's another thing I took away from that, and then piggyback onto what I do now, is that my job is essentially, I have 100 different relationships I'm trying to manage, with the faculty, with the students, with the clinical sites, and getting to know what the culture and fit of each of those are. Yeah. It's an imperfect science. That's essentially what uh, you know I take away from my current job, is that without those relationships, clinical education can't function. Doesn't work. Yeah, from any of the stakeholders. So you're presenting here at ELC 2019. Holistic is the word that jumps out at me. Really talk about your presentation, the, the, the title, and get into what you want the audience to walk out of it. Sure. So I, this happened about two years ago where we looked at how, how we were matching students. And we, you know, we would spend time, okay, you're from Newark, New Jersey. Okay, we'll have a hospital here in Newark, New Jersey, so that's where you're going. Then we'd go and see that student, and maybe they weren't a good fit. Maybe the pace was too much, or it wasn't a practice area they were passionate about, and just something about the culture and fit about didn't match. And it was really based on geography, and which is important. Then we thought, okay, well, is it fair to our partners to have somebody come there who isn't 100%, you know, all in? And is it fair to the student? Because we're sending some people who will never set foot in the hospital again. We, we require all students to do an inpatient experience, but maybe the I- ICU is not for everybody. Right. Right. So we looked at, okay, what can we do better and how can we, how can we manage that? And so we kind of threw out the whole system and we started from the ground up looking at 
okay, let's get to know our students better. What are their needs? What are they looking for? What's their learning style? What makes them uncomfortable? What makes them passionate? And then we look at what our clinic sites look for. And we get that from visiting them, developing those relationships we talked about earlier, trying as we can to match it. And I think the holistic piece came out of really trying to get something organic from the students about what they're about, what they're looking to get out of each of experience, what their learning goals are, and try to see someplace that has a culture and fit that would match that. Let's take it from both ends, the student and the site. What are the things that you look at? You know, if this were, this feels like Match.com, it feels like uh, dating clinical placement, very yeah. similar. So if this were the Match.com uh, analogy, what would be the different things in the profile that you'd look for? Let's start on the student side. How do, you, how do you get to know them better? So we start off with kind of a big lecture information session, setting the tone that this is how the process is going to work. Good. So Expectations. They are, they're oriented. Follow that up with sort of like a 30 plus question survey. It has some learning style inventory questions. It has some free text like what makes you uncomfortable. Tell me about a learning experience that maybe push you out of your comfort zone. Things like that. Give me a little bit about yourself. There's some geography things. I can't send sure, you to sure. somewhere you can't be. And then we take that and we kind of look at it in, in a big chart. Okay, well, who's the people who are more outgoing? Who are the people who from New Jersey? Who are the people that want an intense inpatient experience and so on? Basically take that and we look at the site side. Site side is not as clean as far as sure. that's a little more subjective. We haven't come up with a great way to quantify that because the big wild card is we don't know who the clinical instructor. The instructor be. changes, and you might even have a student said, "I had a I had a classmate night before." Oh wow! This must this, this you, is my world. You guys, yeah. yeah, you guys must just when the phone rings the night before your students go out, you must just say, "I, don't, I can't." Answer I try not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, night before, so yeah, so there's a variable variable there. So not as clean. So I can see that. What are what are some of the variables that you can at least try to lock down to match up? The story. I tell people is that we have this one clinic where it's a hospital-based outpatient clinic and all the therapists wear white lab coats. They come out with their laptop. They introduce themselves as Dr. So-and-so. You have exactly 29 minutes and 59 seconds with them for your appointment. After that, thank you for your time. Here's your home program. We'll see you next time. Right. And repeat. We have no place where therapists are wearing shorts and t-shirts. They're getting on the floor. They're flinging medicine balls. There's heavy metal on the radio. Both are great learning opportunities for the person that's in the right spot. So again, subjective, but if I spend time in each of those clinics and see, okay, well, the heavy metal clinic, if I send somebody who's very type A and needs organization structure, it's gonna be a bad match. Yeah, and it's gonna fail for the student, it's gonna yep. fail for the clinic, gonna fail for the patients they have to interact yep, with. Absolutely yeah. right. That's why this is so important. And I think, you know, as a, as a student, I graduated three years ago, looking into this, of course, I thought it was important and I'm using air quotes, but sure. now I'm seeing all the different parts. Man, it's difficult. This, right. is why, this is why you guys get together and try to, and try to figure this out. Right. So this is our first, uh, second year going around with it. Um, we've had positive feedback from students, but you know, like anything, the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. So we're looking at ways we can make it more transparent because students have this what goes on behind the curtain kind of philosophy. And then again, the sites, we don't really have a great feedback on what, what their reaction has been. They may not have known the difference. I'd like to think they've seen a difference in the quality of the people that are quality there. Quality of matches, right. But we haven't measured that yet. Well, it's great that you're not only talking about it and putting together structure, you're presenting about it. Other people get to learn from it. That's huge. That is big. What other things are they going to walk out of there? Is there anything I'm not asking in terms of, uh, of your presentation for tomorrow? You know, we want to kind of talk about the philosophy versus the nuts and bolts. We have a, we have a whole IT system that our, our program manager, who's an amazing person, has built this SharePoint system where we can kind of like track inventory and what's, we can document any concerns on students. And if during the clinical, we can kind of click off, well, this person needs a little more attention. So we, we, ha we have some technical things that have yeah. helped us do our job better. But I think that's in a component. Just the fact that you're using it, because to me, you said SharePoint, and if people aren't familiar, that's 
it's kind of like having your own closed off web world yes. that you can interact with within your organization just for people to, to kind of get that picture. But all I heard there was using data and communication. You want to make sure you can smoothly share that with everybody that needs to know that about that student. Absolutely. I'm a data drive decisions kind of guy. And so if without that information, you know, a student might mention something to me during that pre-meeting I had a year and a half ago. And if I don't write it down somewhere. Where does it exist? Right. right. It's like patient care. And that could be the thing that pushes you from going, send them here to send them there. Oh, yep. they mentioned they do or don't like this. Right. That's important. And I think beyond the, this, you know, inpatient is my thing or outpatient. You know, we had a student once who was a caregiver for a brother who had developmental disabilities and didn't tell that because he didn't want to get special treatment. Sure. And we sent this guy because we looked at, it was pre, pre this model, we assigned him somewhere that was like an hour plus commute away, was high intensity and had high expectations. Come to find out that he was getting up at whatever clock in the morning to take care of his brother, get him dropped off and squared away, drive the hour to clinical, work all day, do that in reverse, and then prep for the next day. And so when the site said, well, he's really low energy, well, of course he's low energy. Sure. And so, you know, when the next time we assigned him, we said, okay, we, we got to take care of you. That was a fell in our lap that we found out about that because we, you know, we got notified. But if we knew that in advance... Game changer. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the crux of what we're trying to do is that, you know, there's, there's, there's factors that make clinical education easier. And that's not going to mean that they're going to get an easier time passing their clinical. Nobody needs to spend an hour and a half in the car after they've done essentially a day's work before they even start work. Sure. So if we can kind of con consider those holistic factors of, of treating each student as, as a person, what makes them tick, what, what's, their, what's their reason for doing this, Yeah. hopefully it's successful. Yeah, you hearing that about that particular student doesn't match. Low energy, this guy's usually high energy. Why, why right. is he low? Why? It must be something going on. Exactly. And then being able to track that and figure that out, man, that's a huge deal. Everybody benefits when you start to do that more. Absolutely. Asking some future questions. Sure. Okay. What What is an area or two that you wouldn't mind seeing a great change in clinical education and physical therapy in the next five to 10 years? Or what, what are the things you hope improve? I'm also a standardization efficiency person. That's some of the things I got from my MBA. I think this the way we operate where we're all trying to build these relationships, which is fantastic, but it's it's kind of inefficient. Like, I mean, based, it's based on I'm picking up the phone and randomly calling places that I, as opposed to something centralized that maybe it's a, a, a some sort of third party where it's like a similar to medical education where things are matched. Matched in. And there's a, there's a way to, I'm sure there's a way to do that to keep the uniqueness of what all programs offer and what all sites offer. But the way we do nationally, the way we do our clinical education availability just seems a little inefficient. Yeah, not working together really, yeah. you know, not running the same direction. Is that something in the work, something you, that people have put forward? Let's talk through the National yeah. Clinical Education Consortium. So I think I'm hoping that there's going to be some changes. Um, still TBD at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last two things we do on the show. What's your foxtail, Chris? Why did you decide to do this with your career? You know, you, you mentioned physical therapist, MBA, working at a hospital. What was the real deciding factor to bring you back to working with students to help change the profession? Um, I've always liked teaching. Clinical instructor when I was a full-time clinician. I did some, you know, lab assistant work and that sort of you know, lit the fire a little bit. I always liked having that mentorship opportunity. When I was in the cubicle at, at the hospital job and I was sort of a, a, a you know, team of one, right. you know, I didn't feel like I had that connection. Even though anything I might be producing might influence something positively in the hospital, I just didn't feel like I was having any impact on Seeing people. Seeing it, feeling yeah. it, yeah. When I got this opportunity, I saw I can, I can really, really impact somebody's career. Getting an email or a call from somebody years later and talking about that moment, I mean, that's that's gold, and that's why I show up for work in the day. That's the win right there. All right, great answer. Chris, appreciate your time here at ELC. 
looking forward to see where this goes in the future in clinical ed. Hoping we can maybe get to a standard centralized system and be a little, be a little smoother, a little less friction. That would be great. So thanks for the conversation. Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.